Hi and welcome to the Women in Film and Television Ireland podcast. My name is Fiona Kinsella, I'm a WFT board member and I'm also a producer. Who cares parenting, caring and the film industry? Women in Film and Television Ireland and the Writers Guild of Ireland returned to the Galway Film Fla last July for this in-person panel discussion. Our special guests, Raising Films Ireland, ensured that we explored the realities of parenting and caring in the screen industries and asked, how could we make things better? Led by moderator, Women in Film and Television Chair, Dr. Susan Liddy, the panellists were Ailish Bracken, Chair of Raising Films Ireland, Claire Monnelly, Actor, Dermot Goggins, Director, Hannah Quinn, Director and Women in Film and Television Ireland Board Member. Hi folks, first of all, uh, welcome back of course, it's great to see you all, we're, we're delighted to be back. Many a topical, heated debate took place here, am I right Annie Duna? Not looking at anyone, am I right? Uh, back in the day when a lot of great stuff was talked about and, and no different today. This is really important subject now. Okay, we know there was a whole load of flurry on social media. We're still getting messages. We know people are thrilled that this conversation is happening. So you could go, well, where are some of the punters? Well, I'd say they're at the beach or sitting out having a beer, and I would too if I wasn't here. So I don't think we'll cast any aspersions. I think it's quite interesting to see the number of people who are from funding bodies here this morning, and thank you very much. We're, we're very glad to see you. So before I begin, Jennifer Davison, my dear colleague and chair of the Writers Guild of Ireland, it was struck down by COVID. Um, I was just back and she struck down, um, and, and apologies before I talk a little more about Jennifer, because you could hear it in my voice. I got this after COVID thing where you lose your voice and every other thing. Jennifer wants me to read out something. It's a bit long. I, I tried to get her to let me shorten it. She wouldn't. She wants this. And who am I to tell her she can't? Because she's so disappointed not to be here. And she's such a wonderful advocate for, uh, for raising films. So she um, asked me to read out on the back of my uh, grandchildren's drawings. Um, I had no printer to hand. Uh, the Writers Guild are very proud of our ongoing partnership with WIFT and the annual panel discussion at the FLA is one of the highlights of that partnership. I was particularly excited about this year's panel, not only because it's the first in person since COVID, but more importantly because of the really important issue that is being discussed today. But unfortunately, like a badly timed cliffhanger, COVID finally caught up with me this week and I can't be with you all in person. Raising Films Ireland is an important game changer for our industry, shining a light on the inequalities that everyone in our sector faces in terms of parenting and caring. As someone who's been at the coalface of caring myself and knowing the pressure that puts on an already unstable career path and how ill-equipped the industry is to address these issues, even with the best of intentions, I know that this is something that affects all of us. I think sometimes people assume that screenwriters are less affected because of the nature of the work. Uh, but if the last few years have uh, shown us anything, it's that really how hard it is to juggle work around home and caring responsibilities. I know the panel today are going to lead a really passionate and articulate discussion and I look forward to hearing what emerges. So can I suggest we just give her a clap because I think in fair, thank you Jennifer. Okay, okay so introductions uh, uh, very briefly. If you want to read all about our illustrious panel you can go to the website but they have agreed that a, a sentence or two will do for now. Uh, to my right here, uh, Ailish Bracken, line producer uh, and uh, Raising Films Ireland chair. 
Next to her, uh, I think Dermot, is it? Yes, Dermot Goggins, uh, director uh, most recently of Kin, you would, you would know him from. Uh, then we have Hannah Quinn, again, director Valhalla most recently, not minimising you, your guys' work. And at the end, Claire Monley, whose face seems to crop up every time I put the telly on, actor and uh, board member of Raising Films Ireland as well. Welcome all. Thank you for giving your time up, guys. We're delighted to have you. Um, can I start, Eilish, with you <clears throat> and say this? We are, there isn't a person in the room that I could sit beside who wouldn't have heard of child-caring problems wouldn't have heard carers speaking most impassionately about all this. We have the National Women's Council vociferous in the condemnation of many things, and I mean, we could go on and on, about, like, for instance, I know somebody whose uh, child is not yet born who has booked a place into a Limerick creche because they're afraid they won't get in, and then they're expected to pay the teeth through the teeth afterwards. So what would you say to the fact that there's plenty of people talking about childcare and caring? Why does Raising Films need to weigh in? What's so, what's so different about the screen industries? I suppose, I mean, the screen industry and the people in the screen industry have uh, similar issues with childcare as anyone in any other sector. But I do think that there are some elements and issues of the way that we work that are a little bit different to the way others work. And from talking to, to parents and carers in the industry over the last two years, the main issues really are the, the absolute lack of routine, which we all know as parents and carers are, is such a huge and a really important part, particularly of uh, children's lives. Um, and when you have to drop everything and go and, and, and work, sometimes that can absolutely upset every routine. There's also the fact that there is, in, in, uh, at the same time, a flexibility and a, a lack of flexibility in the industry where uh, you can, and also a lack of flexibility in childcare, where if you are working for six months of the year, absolutely you can have childcare for your kids. That childcare will be a very long set of hours of childcare. But then if you're not working for the next three months and you're not, mm. money isn't coming in, you still have to pay for the childcare mm. because you, don't, you can't take the kids out. Of, it'll upset routine, mm. you'll lose your place and all of that. Mm. There's also the not like literally, and I've, I've been having, I'm in the middle of prep for a feature at the moment, and I've been having conversations with parents who are just kind of resigned to the fact that they just won't see their kids for, mm. for eight weeks. And we're, we're trying to mitigate that. Mm. And they're like, yeah, good luck. You know, like, you know, this is going to be, you know, we're going to be working 10 hours a day. We're just not going to see them. So we're spending mm. as much time as possible with them now so that when we crack the door open at five o'clock in the morning when we're leaving to say, you know, goodbye, we know they're asleep and they're asleep when we get home. Um, and also we do talk a lot, I think, um, uh, about kids who aren't of school going age, mm. but the kids of school going age as well, like their lack of routine. There's, I mean, I could genuinely go on um, for a really long time, mm. which I won't do, um, about like the, the, the main differences, but also uh, the kind of, I, I do feel that there is a heightened kind of, um, there's a, there is a heightened feeling of you can't really talk about your personal life in general, but mm. particularly about the fact that you have children mm. or you have caring responsibilities mm. at home uh, when you're mm. talking to your employer because there isn't really, like, there isn't really any mm. empathy for that. Mm. Um, now, that is absolutely changing, but we're really at the very beginning of that kind of road and that conversation. Mm. Okay, and we will come back to that culture in a minute, uh, <coughs> but I wonder could we go to the three, the three other guys in the panel, I think all, all have children of different ages, and I'm wondering how did you personally manage to juggle work and, and, and home, and has it been an issue? Dermot, can we start with you? 
Um, you have a, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Um, I had a two-year-old probably at the beginning, just before I started with kids, so I got offered probably the biggest job of my career and we just had a baby. So my wife told me, you can imagine. Um, it's, it's, I think it's really challenging, you know, it's really difficult. It's, it's kind of like Aidan said, it's like that thing where, um, I think we know it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult industry, it's a really different industry, you know, and it's, I think a part of it that, I don't think we'll ever change that because I think some of the nature of the creative industry is gonna have that. But I think there's things that we can do to make it a bit better. Um, I guess how we manage it is I have uh, a, a really good partner and, and I guess what I do is I kind of work for a period of time, my wife also works and then I take some time off to allow her then to go and do her job. Um, so we kind of split it up that way which kind of helps a little bit. Um, but it's, it's, I think it's just the nature of it in some ways and I think it's, uh, I think the hours are really, really long and that's, I don't know if we're going to necessarily change that mm. but I think what, as Aida kind of said, what's ha what I find happening mm. is the ability to be able to talk about it. When I first started, I had started my career in London. I was I never spoke about my mm. children. I never spoke about mm -hmm. uh, my partner because I it, I always felt it was uh, unprofessional people, or something. No, well, also I think people responded to it where it felt like you were slightly more inflexible. Mm. Like you, mm. you know, making the trip across to take the job, would you be there? Would you not be there because you had other responsibilities? Mm. Maybe some of that was in my own head, but something that I definitely found. You mm. know, and I, you definitely found it in interviews where. Mm when it came up, you know, and it, uh, that it was something that mm. potentially could mm. not get you the job if you spoke about yeah. the fact that you had children. And, uh, Jim, does it, is it, does it feel better for you uh, that your, your partner, am I right in saying, and I'm not in, in trying to get information about your partner, but is your partner not or is in the film industry? No, she's a teacher. No, no. okay. So your, t your partner has a more, we'll say, structured yeah. uh, job. Yeah. Does that make things easier? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does because I mean she knows her hours. You know, I mm. guess that's the. Mm. I mean, as always, uh, even when a you know, even when it comes to scheduling, you know, you have you, you know your days within your days. Sometimes you go overtime. Mm. Sometimes mm. The, the day changes. You know, during COVID, mm. schedules went out the door. So like you know, mm. even though you said you were doing it like a ten to eight, yeah, that changed. And I wasn't yeah. home too much later. You know, so it definitely helps to have someone that uh, is not in the industry. I don't mm. know how people who are both in the industry <laughs> can, can deal with it, but that was yeah. next. You know, it's a. Mm. Uh, I don't know how you'd manage it, you know, it's, it's a much harder And thing. does it give you, I wonder, a greater peace of mind knowing, and not saying, I mean, well, we all use crushes, but I don't, do you know what I mean, my family does. Does it give you kind of a peace of mind that, you're, that you're, you know that your kids are at home with your partner, if you're gone on into the night, late in the evening, um, then, then the concern maybe of ra racing to crushes, I'm just wondering, because peace of mind is something, uh, th this we should say is the racing films, um, uh, what's it called again? Well, I'm foggy brain, sorry. It's, the, it's our, our research report. <laughs> yes, um, and, the, and supported by Screen Ireland and is on the website. And is, is, when I say it's a great read, you're reading mainly what, what people, what ordinary people working in the industry have to say what they think and feel. And it's a real eye-opener. And if you ever, you know, you don't ever feel alone because if you open that, uh, 450 plus people, you kind of know that there's no, nothing you're experiencing is unique to you. Um, but, but so it's this, this kind of worry about racing to the crash. You don't have that sort of uh, concern, at least, Dermot. No, no, yeah. I don't, no, we don't have that. Uh, I guess my concern has always been, it's been an absent father. Yes. That's the concern I have, you know. Yes, like my yes. work takes me away for a long period yes. of time, and I don't yeah. want to be that person that turns around. I know. Yeah. 20 your kids around and yeah. you're never there, you know. Yeah. At the same time, I love my job. Yeah. And I want to try and do the yeah. job. Yeah. And I think maybe there's an assumption sometimes that it's the mother is feeling, you know, th those kinds of things. But we don't, um, uh, I'm not, you know, maybe, maybe because, maybe because uh, fathers don't speak out as much about it or something because it's a difference in, um, in our lives and our socialisation and so on. But it's quite interesting to hear you say that, that, that it is an issue for you. Uh, Hannah, can I go on to you? So you started as an AD and... Yeah. You had smaller children. 
Now, unless there's something very strange in your life, you have now moved to director, but they probably have grown up. Is that correct? (laughs) So, so what are some differences that... um, between the two, how like how is it? Have, are they grown up to the extent that you don't that they're not a concern of being so-called minded anymore? Um, no, <laughs> you're, always, <laughs> you're always minding them and um, worrying about them, um, uh, wondering what they're up to and how they're getting along. And um, I think uh, when they were younger, it was more. On my part, it's probably naivety. I was just dragging them up. You know, it was like, well, I have. They're here and they have to be minded, so who can mind them? Is it going to be mannies, nannies, partner, <laughs> mother, friends? Who's going to mind these beautiful dogs who I adore? Yeah. What can I do? I can, okay, I can adore them, I can love them, I can do what I can, make an income so that they have a good life and we have home over our head. Um, and because you love what you do. And, well, Surely. <laughs> I, I, do, I do love what I do. Um, but it was a job to me. It was about you know independence and get, getting a, a job uh, you know in the late early nineties, and I was getting a job that I was kind of fun, you know, it was yeah. a AD. And children came, you know, when I was twenty five. Um, but like I, it, it just, there was no kind of plan. There was no mm. routine. So they don't have. They never had a routine. They just mm. were okay. I've got a job for three months or six months or whatever it is. Who can I get to mind? And I'd call a nanny or. Like my first job when Oshie, after Oshie was born was a um, huge job in Morocco. And I, like I was rang up before, two weeks before he was born. And I said, all right, Hannah, we've got the big job. You're going to come with us, you know? And I'm like, eh, sorry, no, I'm pregnant. I'm, I, I can't. And it was me who was stopping myself. And he said, oh, maybe it'll be three months by the time this starts. So come on. So <laughs> I got my partner, or now my husband, to quit his job, come with me. And he minded the baby, and that's the plan. We're like, okay, I'll mind him when I'm off, and you'll mind him when you're you're off, and that was the idea. We balanced out, but I mean, it just doesn't work out like that mm-hmm. because we're both freelancers, so we sort of had to just work when we had to. And but it's interesting that like at the time, I think I was probably so young, people presumed I didn't have kids, so I was getting calls for work, whereas. Uh, as you get older, you like presume to have kids. So when people ring me and say, "We've got a job in New Zealand or Australia for you," what are you going to do with your kids? I'm like, well, actually, you're not really allowed to ask me that. But they're I'm old enough. No, no. they're old enough now, and uh, I don't need you know to mm. sort out childcare. But that mm. that happens to me all the time. Always asked about childcare. <laughs> it's kind of interesting, Hannah, <coughs> because you're you're um, one of the lucky ones that you had family that you can yeah. say. But because a number of people don't have family, we, we know that from the survey, you don't have family to call out and then a crash becomes absolutely crucial. Or your family live at the other end of the country and aren't available at short notice. So yours seems to have been an the almost... Crash, crash didn't work for me. I had yes. to get people yeah. like au pairs and pay yes. the kittens and yes. you know, put them on the insurance yeah. of the car and you know, say, this is where the school is, you yeah. walk or you get the bus yeah. or you know, the kids were showing yeah. how to get to school, things yeah. like that because I was it a long time before you registered childcare as an issue, like among your peers? Was it a, was it a long time before you registered maybe that the childcare was an issue among people you were working with? Were you kind of just focused on shorting um, your guys out? No, immediately I was going, Jesus, okay, I'm working 
as an AD, there's all these trailers on set. What if we had a crash on set and we could just drag it along like with the circus, you know? And I was like, trying to get everybody on board with this, but I would seem to be the only one who had small children. Right, okay, so, okay. You know, if you have children, then we'll have this trailer and be a mobile crash. And I was like, brilliant idea. And nobody was buying it. <laughs> it was so cool that yeah. amazing films. Yeah, like, yeah. But then, you know, when you go to work and you leave the kids at five o'clock, you can actually concentrate on the job. Mm. And like the end of the day, it's like, oh, Jesus, I have to go and pick up nappy on the way home. Okay, and get some food or whatever. And you start to remember the kids after work because you're so busy during the day. I know, yeah. You're like, yeah. Somebody bring the togs to school. Or, yeah. you know, and like, my mother yeah. would bring up and say, they're bringing me from the school. There's no togs. I'm like, okay, they're in the hot press. Please go, please go do it. So, yeah, that was mad. was kind of mad. Sorry. Anyway, you came out. <laughs> you came out. Well. <laughs> Claire, what about you? Um, yeah, Ada is how, how old now? Ten months, okay. Seven months. Seven. Seven. So I'm very new to to all of this. Not new to the industry, but certainly new to, to be the parent. Um, and I suppose in my long seven months experience, uh, she's just come with me everywhere. Right. Uh, so um, I think I've made, I've been, made four short films since she's been born. And she was there on every set. And I think I wouldn't have been able to do that work had there not been the will within the production companies I was working with to make that happen. Mm. But, um, but when people got to me about them, and I hesitated because I had a small child who was feeding myself, mm. so I couldn't mm. even leave her with a dad if I wanted to. Um, they immediately said, well, what can we do? And how can we still take you? And what if you bring her and you bring the crab? And when you're acting, you not run off and take her for a little nap. And, and we just made it work. Mm. And now I realized that that will, that will shift and change, she mm. gets bigger and it'll become less practical to have her there with me. But but I was really, really and it wasn't me asking. Mm. It really wasn't. It was it was people knowing that I had a little baby and going, Well, is that why you're gonna say no? And well don't, you know, we can we can make it work. And there really was a lot of will there to to make it happen. And I understand again these are short films, they're short shoots, yeah. uh, you can give your baby to a producer for a couple of hours and make it work. Yeah. And I understand that might work on a bigger set, but, mm. but it definitely amongst maybe younger filmmakers, younger production companies, there's an awareness and definitely a will to make it work. And I, I feel like that's that's what Raising Films is all about, is, is letting that will spread to the rest mm. of the industry and figuring out that, you know, parents and carers don't have to cause this the earth when they yeah. when they I yeah. want my career to end, you know, and, no, and yeah, my husband works in the industry as well, so it's going to be a massive juggle, we get mm. that, but we are willing to put in the work to make it happen, um, and you just need everyone else to have the same will, basically. Okay, yeah, well that's good, I mean, if you could just kind of take that small shoot, yeah. kind of vibe and just expand it, yeah. yeah, then there's our answer. Um, I want to come back to culture for a minute because I know we're, I suppose what we're all about is trying to change the culture and and there are some that would argue that the culture is starting to change, that people are thinking of childcare in a way that they haven't thought about it before, but we still know that there are problems. We know that there's, in some cases, a silence that you don't tell, I mean, you know, we kind of made reference to it there. You don't necessarily go in and declare that you have a child in some cases. Um, 
you kind of evade questions about your private life. Um, and whilst certainly some in the survey, as you know, were pinpointed outright discrimination and unconscious bias, there was a lot of this underlying stuff that everything is okay as long as you keep your private and your professional life completely separate. Now, we all know, of course, that one bleeds into the other. It's, it's, it's pretty hard to do that, actually. Yeah, and particularly pretty, in this yeah, industry. Yeah, pretty you... kind of robotic to do that, isn't it? Um, but I'm wondering, talking about culture, what, where do you think we are? I mean, do you think we're, we are starting to change? Do you think there's a will to change, a genuine will? And, of course, there's a difference, isn't there, between the kind of a will to change, vague will to change, and actually how we translate that. But we'll come to translating it later. Yeah. What do you think about where we are now? Um, I definitely think that um, the industry has changed so much. It's, it's I mean, it's so, like almost unrecognisable, I think, for, to me, to what it was when I started in the industry about 15 years ago. Um, and it, like particularly in the last five years, I do think that there has been an enormous amount of will and, and an enormous amount of support from like industry stakeholders to try and think about things like sustainability, well-being, like how, like be because of the fact that we have this like burgeoning industry that is how we have like we're all flat out in the industry at the moment mm -hmm. and have been for quite a few years now, and we want to sustain that. So obviously, industry stakeholders are looking at okay, well, how do we sustain that? How, like we have this amazing and, and skilled crew base, but like there's only so many of them. So how do we get more in? And that's like you know, one of the, the issues that we have is that we are losing talented, skilled people to the fact that parenting and caring has become a bigger part of their lives than it has been in their, the early years of their career. And, you know, that, that's what's been happening over the last five years, is that people are now actually looking, sitting up, taking notice of that and going, OK, how do we translate that into bringing people back into the industry if they want to do that? like you know like having them sidestep into a different part of the industry so that we don't lose their skills or bringing them back in through ways like through things like job sharing um and i like genuinely i i do think and i i i kind of tend i i nearly like go from like optimistic to pessimistic I know, yeah, yeah. particularly yeah. in this yeah in in this guise mm -hmm. as, as a chair of raising films but since we started raising films in 2020, right at the cusp of COVID, yeah. um, uh, there has been just this incredible like will from all sides of the industry, from our stakeholders to our crew to everybody who's involved in the industry on, on any level to really kind of like dig down and go, okay, what can we do practically? Uh, what can we do to, to actually change this and actually make it a more sustainable mm. industry for parents and carers? Mm. Um, and that like that, I mean, we need to make it a more sustainable industry all around, but that's what we're focusing on. Um, and we have been able to do things like um, we have the support of, of Screen Ireland to create our uh, the pursuit of change, which is our research uh, report on basically what the situation is or has been in the industry for the last few years. And now we're trying to start translating that into what action, what can we do? Um, and I know you want to talk about action. In oh yeah, we come. Yeah, or else everything yeah. will just get into one. Yeah, and we'll just know, go. I'll let's just, go to the bar, which gonna, really isn't uh, <laughs> isn't the kind of tone of the day. Dermot, what do you think about culture and the change? Is there a change out there? Have you war stories? Have you things you heard from people? And do you think they're still <laughs> true, or has it all changed utterly? <laughs> My last job, we had a, an actor who we wanted to cast who had literally had a baby. Yeah, I was feeling. 
And um, I, you know, it was it was a conversation that we had, and I think we we, we cast her. I think she was fantastic, and it became a convers a big conversation. But I, I imagine maybe there was a time, or maybe a little productions. Uh, that actor might not have been cast in that role. But when you say you had a conversation, what was that? Maybe we be, maybe we probably no, guess the issues of that conversation. Not that the, I guess the issue, not the issues around, but I guess what it is is um, she wanted to bring her child with her on okay. the set to have her there because she was feeding her. Okay. She's going to feed three to four times a day. Right. Uh, she was the lead actor in, in, so right. she was okay. in every single scene, every single day. Okay. We had a 10 hour filming day. And so she was gone for 40 minutes multiplied by four over the course of the day. So that's the conversation you're having, okay. which I know probably okay. sounds ridiculous, but that is the kind of conversation that so we're having. Need to have. That's the yeah. conversation no, that we're having. So we yeah. were like, yeah. she can't, we, we auditioned yeah. her, she was amazing, we wanted to cast her, and then she was like, I, I have a baby, uh, I'm feeding my baby, um, how's that going to work? You know? And then she was worried about the workload, mm. she was worried about you know, how uh, she, would, she would do the work and how she would get the, mm. her prep in because mm. you know, she was struggling to sleep at mm. night. Um, so we just had a really open conversation about it, you know, it was like, mm. we, we want to make it work, we'll try and make it work, you know, and then uh, we had to then factor that into my days, you know, in terms of mm. um, how, and, and that was really hard because, like I said, she was in every single scene, so mm. we couldn't fit in a scene in a day which mm. had somebody else in it because we didn't have any, she mm. was literally in every scene. Yeah. So we kind of stood down pretty much for 40 minutes and we tried to right. figure it out a way okay, where, yeah. and, uh, you know, on a film set standing mm. down for 40 mm. minutes is like mm. unheard of, you know, it's yes, like you just, yes, don't, you just yeah. don't do it, you yeah. know, um, Alien yeah. and all the producers being on mad, yeah. you know, and they're like, what are you standing down for, you know? Right, yeah. So it was like, yeah. it, it was a thing, you know, so we lost, mm. you know, the good to two hours, over two hours, mm. say a day, you know mm. what I mean, when you're kind of going, that, that's pretty mm. big, you know, mm. in terms of, so yeah. it was a decision that we, we made and we went with it and then we kind of worked with her and I think, the, the change, I guess, is that people are talking about it, you know, mm. when, when mm. I decided to do this panel, you know, um, it went out in a tweet and the amount of text that I got about it yes. were incredible, yes. you know, like, yeah. you know, I, I thought, yeah, I'll do a panel and, you know, whatever kind of thing, you know, it's like, but so many people responded really well to it, yeah. it's a really good conversation to have, you know, yeah. I think you can kind of poo-poo the awareness thing sometimes, where people are like, oh, make awareness, you know, but, but I think it actually does, oh, no, I the agree fact that we're talking about yeah, it, yeah. you know, I know it, it sounds, yeah. and I think it is, I do yeah. see a change, I do see a big change where stuff mm -hmm. like that, I don't think, would necessarily maybe have happened, you know. And right. I, you know, I, I know there are instances where maybe people haven't been cast for certain reasons. Yes. That, you yes. Know? And yeah. it happens, and it's still, yeah. like, I guess it still happens. I'm not yeah. saying it doesn't happen. Yeah. I think what's happened for me is that the ability to talk about it. In that, yeah. I think you can go to a line producer, or you can go to producers, and, and talk about mm. your problems and mm. talk about. Um, I was like I was offered an Annie on Kin. It was one that, that we were offered, you know, to kind of put that help for the right. errors and stuff. So there was stuff that you know. Again, that was that was broad that I didn't need to bring up, you know. Okay. So I think it's something that is very much out there and mm. is, is changing. Mm. Like everything, there are people out there that aren't into it. Yes, think, of course, yeah, yeah. I think I, I do see a massive change. I think mm. um, it's going in the right direction, but there's kind of a lot more to do, you know. And I think mm. sometimes for directors, maybe for HODs, it might be slightly an easier thing sometimes because you know I'll, we get put up accommodation. I'll yeah. get, I can probably bring my family with me when I when I travel, you know. So for kind of crew, it's, it's harder sometimes. I think because. They kind of have to work probably mm. all year round, mm. and they don't get accommodation. Yeah. They don't get the same yeah. kind of molly holding yeah. that directors I get know, sometimes. Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah. sometimes that can be a harder thing. Mm. Uh, I definitely see change, and I think it's mm. you know we're moving the right way. Yeah, for sure. Okay, do you agree, uh, Hannah?
caregivers really, and so they're the ones who are trying to find flexible working hours. Um, I, I see a lot of women deciding not to have children because they're afraid it will yeah. stall their career. Um, and I'm, what's nice is they see me as a mother working and they're going, okay, how can you do it? And so that's nice. So they're, they're trying is. to like, oh, you can do it, you can go for it, it's gonna be mental, yeah. it's gonna be really yeah. hard, you're gonna, you know, yeah. wonder why you yeah. did it, but it'll be crap. Mm. And it's well worth it, you know, and it's, uh, especially because everybody, there's a lot of people holding off, you know, having children, and I just, I, I, I just, you know, like to see, if they see more women working on sets, and actors getting roles like that with babies, you know, it's mm. just brilliant. That's mm. that's a change. Mm. That's definitely a change. Mm. Seeing more women on set, so I think that kind of mm. encourages. Well, but I'm just yeah, wondering, just, there, taking yeah. up on your point, uh, Dermot, <clears throat> this was a lead actor that you wanted badly, right? She was wanted, this mm. this woman, and there's maybe some sort of sense of we'll fall over backwards because. And I don't know the circumstances, mm -hmm. but I'm just wondering, is that one of those wonderful exceptions because you want this person? It's not really going to, to filter down unless it's also the women working in other, maybe other types of roles, that it becomes, in other words, a possibility rather than an exception. If I could speak to Are that you jumping a in bit. as a line producer now? Um, uh, yeah, as somebody who works in the industry and hires people, I what? guess, um, and also as somebody who is um, uh, an example of what Hannah is talking yes. about, who held off having kids and is mm -hmm. now having trouble exactly. having kids. Yeah. So, um, and that's like almost the sole reason why mm -hmm. I wanted to open up a chapter of Raising Films in Ireland is because I do not want any woman to have to choose that. Um, but anyway, uh, so I think that the... The, the, I think that you're absolutely right that there is on the one hand there is this absolute will when it's somebody who's re you really really want like it's a cast member or it's a director or it's a, a, a HOD a DOP that you really mm. really need and want there's definitely more will mm. to like try and accommodate try and bring families and all that kind of thing and then the crew uh, get left out in the cold what I'm finding now, and what I'm really, I do, again, I'm getting on the optimism side here, is that because we have so many projects and yeah. so little crew, that you have to, like you're being, you're like, you're, you know, you're, you're, you have to like accommodate, you mm -hmm. have to have that conversation with them. And I'm really happy that that's mm -hmm. happening. That like, they're, you know, you, you're talking to somebody who you, who you really want, mm -hmm. who's, you know, a, a costume breakdown artist, yeah. you know, or who's a carpenter mm -hmm. who, are, who are saying, you know, I can't really leave my family. And you're going, okay, well, how can we fix mm -hmm. that for you? How can we figure that out? Because mm -hmm. you need them, yeah. you know? So it is, it's about, it, it is a need, mm -hmm. it is a need mm -hmm. thing. If we had, you know, twice as many crew in the industry, yeah. you wouldn't see this ch okay. this amount of right. change. Yeah. But because we don't, yeah. and because we're trying to bolster the industry yeah. and we're trying to increase yeah. it, yeah. that's it, it is what's happening. And I, I think that attitude yeah. is shifting and it's changing because yeah. of that. That's that's good. Yeah. Claire, what about you? What about culture? What do you think? Um, I think I think from an actor's perspective, unfortunately, well, fortunately, unfortunately, there'll never be that lack of them <laughs> like there's always loads of actors um, and there's always somebody 25 people behind you but there's only one Claire Manley we should say that yeah, well I, I wouldn't absolutely say that <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I do think I think it has to be it has to be top down and it is it's when you see uh, actors uh, and, and that's the thing it's a, I was told recently by a pal I got offered a, a short job that I couldn't do 
just wasn't working out. Um, and when I told my friend I was going to turn it down, she said, don't say it's in the childcare. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard that. And I was like, what? And she was like, just say you're not available. Mm. Make sure your agent doesn't say it's in the childcare. Mm. And I was like, oh, well, that, that kind of mm. hurt a bit. I was like, really? And she was like, it doesn't even matter if someone consciously marks it, somewhere inside that casting director's mind, they might unconsciously mark that I'm a little bit less flexible than I was <coughs> seven months ago. <laughs> Do you know mm. what I mean? Um, but it, it, I think it's really important that it, it is top down, that, that we're really transparent about it. Because mm. like you said earlier, um, I think a lot of people keep trying to keep their, the fact that they're a parent a secret. Mm. I, I, can't, I can't lie to say my life, so I just, I just can't really. Mm. Um, but, I understand why you would, mm. but if it's top down and people at the top who are having the conversations made, for, which is great, mm. are really open and transparent about that in the knowledge that it might be happening for everyone down the line, mm. uh, then that can only lead to change, you would hope. Because I mean, I, I do think that 10 years ago, having a lead actress on set, getting 40 minutes every few hours for your kid would have been a unheard of Right, yeah, yes, of course. So the fact that that's happening. Mm. Is obviously a step in the right direction. You hold it with trickle down to other mm. crew members, to supporting mm. actors, to so all that. I think it's, it's obviously a step in the right mm. direction. Yeah. Um, I had a, a yeah? similar experience that, um, when my second um, son was born. The, it was a producer who rang me up and said, um, Okay, you've had your second child right now, and you're coming back to work. And like she was really proactive about it. She was Celine Pauly of Toy Town Films. Um, amazing woman, like she used to just get my, and she did it to my sister-in-law, uh, Suzanne, my son, she was a second AD, and she was like, back to work, back to work, you got to keep going, you know, so she's like you really, she's just trying to keep, That's great, get yeah. the women yeah. back out, yeah. she knows how, she knew how, she had one daughter, and um, uh, mm. poor Celine, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, so she, she, it's people like that, yes. who bring you up and all, mm. or, or like, Terry, who rang me up and said, "Oh, you've got a baby. That's grand. They'll be old enough. Just come on. You know, you'll have had three months with them. I have five months with them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned it. <laughs> you wouldn't clean, please." So, poor fellow yeah. was left at three o'clock yeah. in the morning with Tim right. in the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look at him now. Ah, look at that. <laughs> you just have to. Yeah. It's, it's true. You just have to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, you yeah. yeah. Go for it. Yeah. No, it's great because it's sort of. It opens, you know, you don't, you no longer feel like it's your small little concern and you know, tiptoeing around it. It just blows it open, doesn't it? Yeah, for um, exactly. let's find a practical way if we can, yeah. you know, which is is ideal. Can we come to the thorny subject of work practices, which mm-hmm. they are different? So it is not the same as being a teacher. No, it is not no. the same as being any number of jobs that we can say. So, to, okay, what are the work? practices that become problematic is it the length of the day is that the biggie i mean that that's definitely and it it really has become a big subject of conversation on all of the sets that i've been on over the last mm. couple of years mm. particularly with the, re- the with the introduction of the mm. semi continuous day um mm. the nine and a half hour day yeah. and now that crew are doing that they're like i'm not going back to 10 and 10 plus 1 yeah. um which you know i can't i can't blame them sometimes you have to because it just suits the production yeah. better um, for whatever reason, mm. um, but uh, I think yeah, the length of the day, the the attitude I guess, and the the, the culture again mm. of um, like I, when I started in in the industry fifteen years ago, like the whole idea of like well you're just lucky to be here, you know, yeah. like you're lucky to be here, like do you want to get paid? 
You know, like, oh God, um, do you want to pay for the really hard work these days? I still get that. Like, we do, we all still get that. Um, I, I think we're all well used to it. Now, in fairness, in fairness, that attitude has definitely, like, really dissipated quite a bit. Um, and, and it's something I absolutely like. I'm like, we're gone is the job bridge like world. You yes, know, yes, we're not yes, doing that yeah. anymore. And um, uh, but those are kind of, I suppose, the main work practices of like, you're lucky, you're lucky to be here. Mm. Why are you talking mm. to me about children? Mm. Why are you talking mm. to me about your responsibilities out, mm. outside of uh, of mm. this square of mm. this production? and also the really long working hours that you're expected to do and like for anybody who is working in who's an ad for anybody who is hair makeup costume um you know like so many parts of it mm. you have your 10 hour day but then there's an hour on either yes, side yeah. you know there's there's wrap there's yeah. there's prep mm. you know there's sometimes more mm. than that mm. And when you're working on a lower budget, mm. you don't always have the amount of crew that mm. you need in order to like have flexible working yeah. hours for people where like somebody starts at mm. seven and goes home at five mm. or, mm. you know. Mm. Um, so those are the big topics I think that are being discussed at the moment. But also we do have to open up the conversation into like editing and the post mm. and mm. animation and Absolutely. VFX and all that. All mm. the things that people think, mm. oh, they're office based, you can do a nine to six. Yeah. I've been in Manny's and Edit Suite where it's half five, it's like, oh, well, we need, we need to go until midnight. You know, we need to keep going. We need to. And the editor doesn't get to, like, yeah. you know, fulfill his plans or her plans. They need to ring, mm. like, home and say, I'm not going to be home. Like, they do, there's no, it's the lack of notice mm. as well, I yeah. think. That's part of it. Yeah. Um, yes, that's right. The phone call, that phone, the phone call that comes call, out of the yeah. blue. Whether yeah. it's, like, in yeah. the Edit Suite, whether yeah. it's, you know, a big push to get something mm. finished for a deadline, whether it's overtime on a set. Mm. Those, that lack of notice mm. is such a really mm. big thing. Mm. And those are genuinely things that, um, like, I, I can only really speak to my own work practice uh, on, on set mm. um, and in productions, is we really do, like, I do try, and I work with producers who really do try to, like, you know, make sure that crew aren't on, on set when mm. they don't need to be on set. Mm. They're not in prep when they're, 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 they don't need to be in prep. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a well-being thing. Mm. It's also a mm. budget thing, mm. you know. Like so, there's uh, on the one hand, it's something that serves the producer mm. and, and uh, maintains budget, mm. but it also serves the crew member. Yeah. So and it doesn't always work. Mm. It genuinely doesn't mm. always work. And sometimes you have to, you know, y you think you're going to get something, mm. and then at half six, when you're meant to be wrapping at mm. seven, the director's mm. like, I just need another mm. hour, mm. and then you're going around to everybody and yeah. going, Oh God. Okay. Yeah, I'm really yeah. sorry. This yeah. is, you know, so yeah. it doesn't always work out. So yeah. I don't want it to be like everything is, you know, yeah, it's yeah. all working no, no. really yeah, well. Of and course. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is yeah. a like again, I, I am seeing it myself uh, because I'm trying to put it into action mm. myself that there is that change of let's do like let's do the nine and a half hour day. We're not quite at the French hours yet. That would be quite nice. Uh, but also, you know, you are working with, um, you know, a, a, like, you know, there's a lot of American productions mm. that come over here that are used to doing a lot longer day. Mm. Um, so you're, there's a push and pull of that yes, as well. So yes, there's, yeah. that's on that mm, side of things, mm, I suppose. Mm. Dear, moving to you and, and, and leading on from what Eilish said there. I mean, I think a lot of people would agree that it's a very long working day. I mean, it, it, isn't that the case? I mean, you don't usually meet people who go, oh, yes, I love that long working day, and I'd love if it could even be longer. <laughs> so that's kind of unusual. But about the productions coming in, you sometimes hear people say, if we don't keep going and keep the length of hours and be prepared to be flexible in that way, we will lose a lot of productions. I mean, have you heard that? Is that something? Is that why we're holding on to the long working day? Um, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know really. I mean, I think it comes down to probably kind of past practices, I guess, and that. Like, I, I think it probably comes, it always comes down to money, really. I think you know, and that. But I guess if something can be done in 30 days, then why would you spend 35 days doing it? Mm. If the last guys did it in 30 days, well, we'll do this one in 30 days. You know, I think that's mm. a kind of the practice that maybe needs to change. You know, that, and yeah. mm. um, you know, kind of. I find a lot of budgets recently are kind of retrofitted in that like they kind of go, the budget is, you know, well, we made this one for that amount, so let's make this one for this, but they haven't looked at the budget to go, well, actually, right. there's like a million stunts in this one, yeah. and there's, you know, yeah. there's a, a nighttime rain scene, and all that kind of stuff, you know, mm. but it's like, um, and they haven't looked at the budget for that reason, mm. so um, I, I think it's just like, it's a nature of, it's, uh, I guess it's, that's just, that needs to change, mm. I think in some ways, it's like, mm. from the top, I think, it's like, mm. I think there's an idea mm. that, um, the, the, the long days, I mean, the, the notion of cutting the day shorter is just money, right? It's like, you know, mm. so if you do a seven hour day, you be, mm. you're just losing time, you know? And yeah. like time obviously is money. Mm. And mm. Um, so again, I don't, mm. I don't know if uh, we'll see shorter days. Or so. mm. I mean, the Americans work about 14, 15 hour days. You know, when, when Kin came, it was Braun were behind the American studio. They were shocked that we worked a 10 hour day. That was unheard of for them, you know, that they, they work 15, 16 hour days in the States, you know, so they kind of are trying to, to do longer hours, you know. But we, it's definitely not a model we want to model ourselves. No, oh, you know, and yeah. like they also, they get, they get paid better in some regard as well, mm. you know, but like, they, you know, they, they literally do 15 hour days, you know, where, and like we, we you know, I would regularly do a 15 hour day uh, when I shoot, you know, I mean, I think when, when we go into shooting, like, I, I always just tell my wife that I just won't be around, and mm. just, just forget about it, because I'm just not going to be there, you know. Mm. Because, you know, I'm gone at yeah. 2 o'clock in the morning, and then, yeah. you, you know, yeah. you're shooting all day, and then yeah. when you're up at night, you're probably watching rushes, I've got to watch rushes, yeah. or you've got to do some prep for the next day, you yeah. know. So it's like, um, I, like, not be negative, but I don't see that changing yeah, in some okay. ways. I don't know yeah. if that's something that's going to change. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Maybe it is, but I also think it's quite attractive in some ways as well. A lot of productions are coming here for the reasons. Because? Yeah, I think so, because yeah. I think we've got a really talented crew here that are, are, are working them hours, and it's, it's a good hours to have, mm. you know, that like, again, you can, mm. you can fit it into that period, you know, you mm. can fit a shoot into uh, a shorter amount of time, okay. doing a 10 hour, nine and a half hour a day, you know? And, and then like, the, yeah. the nine and a half hour day is great, but then I used to love lunchtime because it gave me time to catch up with my, my day, you know? Right. So there's, there's knock-ons okay. to all these things as well. Right. And for me, it was okay. great because, I'm on my feet the whole day now, and you don't get a chance to really think about what's going on. Okay. It's great in some regards, but in some, it's so you know. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit of give and take, and there's okay. you know, yeah. there's great things. Yeah. So I think the the big yeah. issue of the of you know the time thing yeah. is the issue. Right. I'm not sure how we fix that, and that's okay. not, I'm not being negative. I just yeah, don't yeah. know how okay. that's going to be okay. sorted in some yeah. ways, and I don't know if that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Hannah, what do you, what what are your thoughts on that now? Definitely. Would you go for the 15-hour day? Hour day. Do you know why they do that? They do it because they get paid an extra day, so they're motivated to work longer. It's ridiculous. And then if you aren't on that deal, you're the commodities who don't get paid right, all those okay. extra hours yeah. and extra days. And so we, 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 used to, we, we started to rebel a little against that, and they were shocked. Like, you want to get paid for your time? Like, yeah, but all of you Americans are getting paid, so why wouldn't we? And then I think then they would st stop working mm. as long. But I think that's what's happened in mm. Ireland. And the, the hours are reducing because you know people are getting like hang on i actually want family time maybe it's you know the new age we all started out people like start to like their children in the past <laughs> 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 30 years whereas before it was in my day it was like children should be seen and not heard you know yeah delighted to leave these at home and go to work mm. but now people actually like their kids mm. and they want to spend time and they know how important it is to be with them and they're great back you know and you kind of miss them mm. so like, um, but what do you think about the, what do you think about the French hours, for instance? Do you think 
French hours. Yeah, I mean, love French hours. So Big you do. Friday. Yeah. Mad for French Friday. Yeah. Always trying yeah. on French Friday. How about we finish at four o'clock? Yes, yes, yeah, Friday, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, no, there's definitely um, there's motivation for sure of reducing the hours, and Much. it does help. Um, if everybody's really hungover as well, that's another way to get people to finish earlier. <laughs> yeah. That we're really fasting <laughs> through the day. No, there's, um, I, I mean, I'd love a four day week. That's my aim somehow. Yeah. Four day working yeah. week. I don't mind working yeah. 10 hour a day. I don't mind working through my lunch anymore. Um, I've just kind of got used to it. Mm. And uh, because we notice, you know, that there's a bit of a wind up after. Certainly when I was an AD, it's hard to get back into the into the shooting mode mm. and um, and you lose weight because you can't eat because you're starving for the day you don't have time to eat so <laughs> like, oh, this but Hannah, you were saying the, the short hours would be better. But realistically, do you? Th I mean, you know, are they going to happen? Should have sh longer um, shooting week, like more weeks to shoot uh, shows. I think we're we're trying to crush too much into okay. uh, a week. Um, but I, I do think there's it's way more productive to have a ten hour. Like when I started first day being, I just refused to do twelve hour days, and I said no. It's way more productive. And that's all I had to say was like it's more productive if we do a shorter day and we could stop for one hour lunch within that 10 or 11 hour mm. day but we're not doing 12 hour days. Mm. And it worked. Everybody just got through our day quicker, you know, but I think people are more inclined to have less hours and work quicker, which okay. is nice right. you know, to get to the end of the day. Mm. Like, um, Vikings Valhalla started a 10 hour day a few years ago, which was a bit of a shock to the industry to work too lunch. Um, or Vikings started, or maybe it was Camelot or, or Tudors, but that whole show uh, works really well because people start, it was like, a, it's a huge, this, the, the same people coming back every year and year, so it's like a family atmosphere, so everybody's like, oh, we've got kids, and we're kind of, we all get to know each other, and we're friends, and like, it'd be nice to have a bit more time, so Ireland, like, is, actually we all know each other quite well in the ministry, because we're all working on the same jobs, and we're hopping around, so there is a, there is definitely a drive for, you know, just shorter hours and have a better work-life balance. In Ireland, it's actually quite cool working here. Compared to Britain, I notice it's really tough working there. Mm. Um, and uh, the, like, I don't know, Americans, they're, they, they, they just come over here and go, how did you get so much done in one day? You know, they're kind of shocked, you know. But we just want to get on with our day and yeah. have a bit of fun. So. Okay, all right. Claire, what are your thoughts? Uh, no, uh, uh, now you've probably forgotten the question. It's taken so long to get down to you. Um, <laughs> no, I'm talking about work practices. I mean, does the long day impact on you? I know you're like at the minute. I don't know whether with Ada, did you take did you take a certain step back from long? I mean, I know you went for the shorts, but yeah, I, I suppose I have to some degree. It, you have to be so incredibly flexible as an actor and I work in theatre as well and, and I write as well so yeah. um, I just feel like in a way that before she arrived I was always saying next week things will be calmer and I just say that every day now tomorrow <laughs> things will be calmer um, but I just think that there's a we need to be flexible uh, so does she I think someone told me recently that she should be knocking in her cot and I was like so what to say in my apartment all day so she can knock in her cot I think there's very sweet for you flexibility to us and our lives and mm. how we work, um, but it would be great if that was reflected back mm. in, in, in work practices mm. as well. Mm. Um, and, and even like, even in, I've done some theatre work since, uh, and I was 
I was offered that I could bring her in with me. Now, would that have been done before, we'll say a few years ago, or is this a new... No, I don't think so. I mean, I I went home to experience it because she's my first child, but um, no, I really don't. And Mm. it happened to be in in the art, which is the children's theatre, so they were... But I never expected to be offered Mm. that. and they were super, super mm. flexible. So, like mm. that, I do think things are changing. Mm. But, and it's more like I think we spoke about this at the last panel we had for AC Films, and we, we, uh, we threw it over to the audience. People were so eager to talk about it. And, but everybody's, and I know Edge will come back and say, everybody's needs are so different. Yes. Whether you work in, yeah. whether you're an actor yeah. or a crew member yeah. or a director yeah. or a DOP, yeah. um, and where your kids are yeah. in their lives, yeah. Like, yeah. your needs are going to be super different. Yeah. So, when the idea came up with a mobile question, yeah. it's like, I know. And actually, no, but Claire, it's good that you've brought that up because I was going to go around again quickly because I know we started too late and we've gone over, I'm sure. I'm not even looking at a watch, but I know it's time to be thinking and wrapping up. We want to make but, time yeah, for but Q&A can, as well. Definitely. Can I just say to you, solutions. I know what the people in there want, and I know some of them are not immediately achievable. But if you were to choose your, the solutions that you really want, what would they be? I think flexibility. I think, like, uh, uh, since, say, the waiting fans films in theatre, when you are applying to the Arts Council for funding, there is an onus upon you to show how you are going to have gender balance in your production, how you're going to employ people with disabilities. You, you so you mean accountability from somebody? Is it? We you know it's yeah. money, right? So you're, when, you're, when you're getting your funding, you have to show, not that you'll have mobile press necessarily, yeah. that's, yeah. where, that's maybe a bit down the line, but that you will... How are you going to be flexible when you're passing your crew right. to just be open to their needs uh, okay. as parents and carers or whatever their needs as okay. neurodiverse people or whatever mm. it is that just needs to be a bit more accountability before you get given your big long cash okay. to make a okay. career TV show. Right. I think that's where we start. Right. So that, and that was everyone thinking about it. And we're a creative industry, as mm. someone was saying earlier. Mm. We are mm. problem solvers, mm. we are creative problem solvers, mm. that's what we do. Um, so we just need to push that a bit further. Okay, and, okay, and okay. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hannah, a solution? Um, I'd be amazed if that happens. You know, it, <laughs> you know, it just feels like, well, work is work. Maybe if the whole culture of work changes, then, you know, it will filter into our world, but I just can't. Mm-hmm. Moment, uh, solutions, gosh, I don't know. Um, definitely. Um, I think... Funding really for childcare is huge. And would you say that as personal funding for each individual to make their own arrangements? Is that the kind of, is that? Because we're all, we all have different needs, you know, whether mm. that's, um, you know, putting them in a mobile crash or having somebody mm. come and live with mm. you or, um, I mean, I have tried crashes occasionally uh, mm. and like they just, just wouldn't, couldn't work for me mm. at all. There was no way. So it's the flexibility you've had to, because everybody works you know it's mm. not it's i don't i don't know how you know even if you're working at home and you're not you know you're still working you know mm. <laughs> you still like mm. the, the children's allowance was godsend for me yeah. and um I, I i definitely think you, mm. it's funding for childcare really and you just have to figure out how to mm. use that to the best mm. of raising your kids because you're going to work it doesn't matter whether it's, yeah i i know i I don't know anybody who just works who's uh, a house husband or housewife. I, I, everybody works. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Okay. There's always something. There's part-time work. There's always something. Yeah. So you just need flexibility in that. Do you have funding for childcare? What do you think? Or yeah. is there are there some other answers? No, I, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess the time thing might help a little bit as well. If we look at the time situation yeah. and cut down. But again, it's the same. You're still going to have to be there. But you might be home a little bit more, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, the idea that, you know, you might 
be able to wrap at six o'clock or something. Mm. You know, if we could push, if you could work in some sort of hour thing where you knew that, mm. uh, you know, the, the, the inflexibility of it all, the notion that you just don't really know mm. what your day is going to give. Mm. But I don't, I don't know if that can necessarily change mm. sometimes because that's mm. sometimes it is also the nature of the industry mm-hmm. in some way. You know, so it's. Um, I think funding. I think you know, you know, talking about it. I think. The big thing I notice is that people individually going to talk to my producers and producers mm. about their issues. I, I mm. see that, I do see that happening more, mm. and, the, and an openness to do that, mm. I guess, and I think that will help in some way. Mm. So maybe more of that, mm. uh, more flexibility, and I guess it always comes back to money, unfortunately, mm. in every kind of way, it's funding, you know, so mm. I think it's, yeah. And you know, if there was money for funding, there'd be a bit more respect for carers. Well, well, yes, I mean, I think that, it's at the core, isn't it, really, about what, to, yeah, to what extent do we actually honour caring? You know, no, no, that, no, that's no. at the core, and not just of the of screen industries. Yeah, that hit huge during COVID, where it suddenly mm. realised, you know, yeah. doctors, nurses, like yeah. all the carers who left without children mm. to schools mm. to go to for mm. any children with special mm. needs, like mm. huge issues. So mm. suddenly, like, oh yeah, it's very mm. valuable people who mm. care for mm. our society. Mm. They're not respected. Mm. So. Mm. Yeah. Um, Eilish, it might be no harm to give you the thing on this because <laughs> solutions, of course, uh, you, you, um, you intimately do know uh, the, all the solutions first that we threw up and you also know the, the reality on the ground. Yes, yeah. So I, I think we're, we're back around to actually yeah. talking about childcare outside of just mm-hmm. the film and TV yeah. sector because in order to make any sort of mm. like monumental change that's really mm. going to like show across the board, mm. we absolutely need to get the government involved. Mm. And that is something that, for Raising Films, is a long it's a long journey it's going to be a long journey now the government are finally talking about subsidizing mm. childcare. Mm. um and we'll, with that remains to be seen exactly what that is going to look like um but it, what we can do like and what raising films are kind of we ha- we have lots of ideas about what to do um we have the kind of the more grassroots things that we can do on the ground and then we have the engaging with the government and like the civic side of this country and trying to figure out what can we do? Tax relief, subsidising childcare, because childcare is another mortgage every month. Mm. It's another, like, or rent every month. And for the most part, mm. what that means is that you're, you're working to pay a crash to look after your kids, and then you do the maths on that, and somebody then decides they're going to stay at home, and who is it usually? Genuinely, it generally is the, the female side of the, the um, uh, or the, the mothering side. Uh, that, that stays at home like and that, like that is actually an actual statistic that you'll find in this is that over 70% of the people who end up leaving the industry because of caring are women um, so what we can do on our side on the raising film side and what we're trying to do is from a grassroots point of view opening up conversations and trying to get the industry to change and shift their attitude a little bit into op- like when somebody does come to you and has that conversation about caring be open to it have a conversation with them try to work out how you can create create a job share um, we um i know that um screen skills net and screen ireland have run uh two job sharing events already mm-hmm. since we we released the research um uh, so that you can you can actually partner up with somebody who you job share with all the time and you go to a line producer and go this is the plan this is the plan you're, we're we're going to job share. We'll we'll overlap by one day. It'll cost you one extra day. And for the most part, in a low bu- like, and I've worked across low budget and high budget. Most line producers will absolutely go for that if it means that they're getting highly skilled people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and there are there are so many other solutions that will work for certain people like the mobile crash, 
It'll work for certain people, it won't work for everybody. Um, like when you talk to crew, a lot of crew have uh, kids who are school going age. They're not gonna wanna be dragged out to a sesh that you're working on all the time. They want to, they need to get their homework done. They need to, you know, they wanna hang out with their friends. They wanna, like, they don't wanna be sitting for four hours mm. after, after school with, you know, like in a, mm. in a trailer waiting for their parents to finish work. No, no one wants to do that. Um, so that, that is one of the big things that we're trying to figure out. The other thing we're trying to look at is how to reintroduce or how to get people back into the industry once they've taken a caring break and they're ready to come back in. Because it's so hard to reopen that door sometimes because you're coming back to the industry still with the skills that you have, but with an added thing that you're coming with saying, I don't have 15 hours a day anymore, so I need to do the work that I have done for you in the past in less amount of time, and here's how we can do that. And I, I did, the last job that I did, the last um, project that I, I worked on um, was a Screen Ireland project. Um, and the, uh, one of our, our HODs came to me and had a conversation about, and I know, like, I, I'm really aware that I'm speaking um, about this as the chairperson of Raising Films. So I am immediately somebody who people feel, okay, we can actually talk to her about childcare. So I'm aware of that. Um, uh, I'm also aware of the fact that I uh, spend an enormous amount of time talking to other line producers about this. Um, and they they came and we sat down and we we did two or three like two or th like two hour zooms trying to figure out. Um, she was a single mother. Um, she was having some issues with childcare. She didn't really have family support. And we tried to figure out, okay, what can we do? How how does this work? And it was a very, very specific situation. And that gave me a real insight into the fact that every single person has a very specific situation. So being able to actually come to your employer or the representative for your employer and have that conversation with them and have that just be an open conversation and have it be something that, uh, that it, there is a solution to, whether it be job sharing, whether it be allowing flexible work, whether it being like asking for a, just a little bit more funding so that you can hire somebody else to create that flexible working space. Uh, there, there is, and the will is there, and the will is there to do it. And that's what we ended up doing, is we went and asked for a very, very small amount of additional funding in order to create a more flexible working um, space for our, our <coughs> HOD. Um, and we got an extra person in. And it's just about having that conversation with the producer and with uh, the financiers to see if it's possible and if that side of it isn't possible, it's to look at the next side. It's to look at the job sharing side of things. And it's not always going to work out, but that's at the moment how we are trying to like, create change and, and move things forward from the grassroots point of view while we're in the background trying to look at the like, really proper government engagement. Okay, thanks, Eilish. So, um, just before we we ask a few questions, just a couple of things to say. First of all, and I know you'll all agree with me here. We're talking just because of the composition of the panel about childcare this morning, but caring is very important as well. People care for their, uh, you know, their parents, their grandparents, and, and so on. All very important uh, and, and crucial work. Um, and I think just. The, the idea of like, I know I've sat in so many panels, I've gone to so many panels, and sometimes people think, oh God, I'm just so sick of talking. No. But talking isn't, it would be a pain in the neck if it was talking, that's an end in itself. But unless you actually talk, as you mentioned earlier, it's to amplify the issues, it's to actually make people think, maybe, maybe, maybe we can actually 
topple the status quo. Maybe we don't have to accept norms just because that's the way things have been done. And if you don't speak about it and air it, you don't ever come to that conclusion. You think it's your own little problem and how are you going to solve it? And that's a very lonely place to be because it is a collective problem and we have to start talking about it. And I think that will make all the change. And I just think, to be fair, uh, we do have to acknowledge that it is really great that Screen Ireland have come in and have backed the, 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 the survey and the report and that are supporting this because that is what you need. If you have those voices behind you, that makes you stronger. It's really, really important. Can I just say, sorry, I should have said, I, I, arrogantly, I didn't mean it as it's arrogant, but I didn't even introduce myself as though everybody should know who I was. <laughs> I, I'm Susan Liddy, I'm here in my capacity of chair of WIFT. I'm on the board of Raising Films Ireland with my colleagues, and of course on the board of uh, the Writers Guild of Ireland. Hugh Farley is here, and lovely to see you, Hugh. But particular thanks to Ailish Bracken, Dear McGoggins, Hannah Quinn, and Claire Monley. Thanks, guys, very much, and apologies for keeping you. This event was made possible with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. If you would like to support the work we do, join now at wft.ie.